0: You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Dary and Ethan.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. What's up? Like you heard in the beginning, I'm Ethan. My name's Dary. And we discuss the gray areas of the Christian faith, and today, specifically, we are Helping you guys have or learn some tricks, I guess to say, on how to have edifying conversations with yeah. those around you regarding spirituality and Christianity mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. We're talking yep. about evangelism, which is a big Christian word just to say yeah. how to share your faith with other people.
0: Yep. We got a question from um, one of y'all on Instagram, one of our polls where we talked about um, what would you guys want to hear us talk about. And one of the most requested ones was how do you share your faith? Or how do you share the gospel? What is evangelism, right? And it's a super hard question, right? We all struggle with that to a degree. Um, and it's hard to know like, exactly what do I share. Like, I'm not a professional at this. I'm not, like, a pastor. I don't really, like, get this kind of training in church. Like, my yeah. pastor's never done, like, a seminar on how to do this before, so I'm just kind of confused. Um, it makes sense, you know, unless you've had, like, official training on it like we have. Like, it's, it's kind of hard to know what to share when you're trying to share your faith.
1: Yeah. Uh, it can be very scary. Yeah, very super scary. Intimidating. intimidating. As it, as it should be, you know, talking to people is, well, talking, to people, yeah. public speaking is like most of everyone's number yeah. one fear, and now you're just going to do it one-on-one to a stranger you don't know yeah. about, about, about And how on about
0: top it. of that, you're talking about like the most intimate thing you can possibly talk about with someone, right? Like Sex. the very, yeah, the very existence of that being, like why are they here? What's the purpose of life is like the number one thing people like when they're falling asleep at night, like have like struggles about, you know what I mean? Man. And so like you're bringing that up to someone in a very raw way. Um, maybe someone's your friend. Maybe someone you don't know. Who knows? Uh, but it's, it's hard to know. You want to say the right things. You don't want to mess up. Like, you want to represent uh, what you believe correctly. You and, don't want to make them mad. Yeah. It's just you do, you shouldn't. Though. It's just a hard thing to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can talk about our background in it a little bit. So, like, why we have yeah. kind of um, the ability to talk about it.
1: been evangelizing. Well, I don't know. I officially got, like, training in it four years ago in YWAM. And then mm-hmm. did schools, like, specifically geared towards evangelism as -hmm. you did as well and we just have had specific training on how to do it yeah and watched a lot of
0: youtube yep yep yeah uh me too i've also done the school of missions and evangelism here at YOM. um i did it in yosemite and then i've been doing street evangelism um, and interpersonal evangelism all the different kinds of evangelism for a while Um, from cross-cultural evangelism to lots of different cultures and uh in Asia and um, more uh, eastern countries, to uh, evangelism in America, online, lots of different online variations of yeah. of trying to do evangelism and, and figuring out how to share what I believe um, and Actually. trying to share the truth with people so that they can also uh, see the truth as well and gain a relationship with God. Um, it's yeah. been really cool over the last few years, like being able to see like what works, what doesn't work, like how my personality. Um, like what works best to share with my personality, with the kind of thing I'm trying to share. Um, it's very interesting, yeah. Yeah, I definitely um, want I say, there's definitely like different areas of the
1: world that mm-hmm. work better at different parts, so for different openers, right? So yeah. there's things you can say, and we'll get into this about like, ways to even start the conversation that can be beneficial in some regards in other places. It's not, like for instance, in California, I'd say, hey, do you want to talk about spirituality?" Almost everyone said mm-hmm. yes, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they'd have a great conversation. I went to michigan and i'd be like hey you want to talk about spirituality and everyone would be like no go go away <laughs> are why are you here yeah <laughs> and so it was just real funny um yeah you got to
0: contextualize to wherever you are right
1: yeah i think a lot of ways uh i guess success stories come about or how you have good techniques is a lot of trial and error like
0: let's see what this
1: let's see what happens i might make a fool of myself yeah but,
0: or god um, just asked you to share or something yeah
1: like that. or one time i approached someone and went to share the gospel and like got weirdly in depth about adam and eve and all that stuff and then i walked away with my friend and i was like i don't think like 90 percent of that needed to be shared yeah and she's like i don't think so either and i was like on to the next
0: all right (laughs) (laughs) adapt overcome definitely a lot of trial and error Mm -hmm. um before we start as well like some of the fruit that we've seen um we've probably seen together like in the last like three years probably close to like 300 people get saved whether in asia or a team are a part of or you said 300 yeah you've so seen 300 people get saved yeah in like all the schools i've been a part of oh nice upper 200s but like you've been a part of those schools as well yeah i don't keep track mm-hmm. well it's been that's, i think it's been like i in, just think that that's a lot in the Thai
1: high Maybe. 200s that well you like, specifically have a really high success rate in salvations i would say i think uh-huh. I've, I've thought about it i'm like man I think part of Derry's calling is just he's a he's a reaper. Like, there's people who sow seeds. Uh-huh. And there's people who reap the harvest. It's a Christian, Christian terms just to say those who Maybe. evangelize and those who God allows to see salvations. Mm-hmm. And I just think, because like when I'm not <laughs> when I'm, like doing evangelism normally, I, I don't see that. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we've seen a lot of people come to Jesus.
0: Yeah. Seen miracles. Whether it's, like, online or through interpersonal evangelism or just, like, raw, like, walking up to someone on the street that you don't know. Um, yeah. Seen it in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about and get into like what's the meat of what we're trying to share, right? Right. Like, the thing that we're doing has a lot of different mediums, whether it be to someone you've never known before or a friend you've, like, had for a long time, a family member, or if you're talking to someone online. There's a lot of different mediums you can have for sharing the message. But we want to talk about, like, what the message is, what do I actually share, like, kind of taking away some of the intimidation of this for people that are trying to learn how to share the gospel, right? Yeah. So we can give them, like, a clear picture of, what do I share? Like, can you make it easy for me? So it's just, like... Um, as little amount of intimidating as it possibly is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Quick Spark Notes version of how to evangelize. It's so like,
0: what's the gospel? What do I share to, with someone? Um, go. Right. Yeah. So I'd
1: say the main keys in the gospel that you're going to want to hit in the conversation uh, are definitely going to be sin being a reality in mm-hmm. hum- humanity and in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a jerk about it and be like, you're a sinner. You know, you just yeah, yeah. bring it to their attention that they are in this area of wrong where they're sinning and. They need to make some... uh, Why do they need need a savior, right? Right. Like, you don't know you need a savior unless you know why you need a savior. The reason people need a savior is because they're sinners, Mm -hmm. right? So bring sin to their attention, um, then bring Jesus to their attention, and then bring, like, when you bring Jesus or, like, the fact that God exists and Mm -hmm. you're a sinner and you need Jesus, then you bring the message of grace. Right. Right? And the message of salvation through Jesus. And a lot of times I think what happens is we say, oh, you can be saved by just confessing with your mouth and believing your heart and you're good. Mm -hmm. And people only ever hear that, and they walk away. Yeah. Um, I'm saved now. I got the ticket. Right. And that there's an aspect of, yes, you're not saved by merit, but there's an idea when you become a Christian, there is now an expectation that God is holding you to of, hey, you should act like a Christian.
0: Yeah. You have a transformation that's supposed to mm-hmm. make you desire the things of God.
1: Right. And the whole Bible talks, there's so much about, like, hey, if you're saved, your salvation is going to show that you're saved. Mm-hmm. You can't just get saved and then never have any change and expect to be good. Yeah. That's the problem
0: yeah so there's a lot of different ways to share the gospel with somebody um but there's like ethan said like your main points right someone needs to know why they need to believe in god and people are going to ask you different questions based off of the things you share but you got to know like why you need a savior why you're accepting christ into your heart how to have a relationship with god and how he made that happen right so I.e. Yeah. the cross resurrection
1: and then you can also give them some good like best practices as christians you know like mm-hmm hey, you should probably read your Bible every day. Mm-hmm. If you don't know a lot about that, check out the last two episodes. we got yeah. why to read the Bible, and how to read the Bible. We'll just mm-hmm. put them right here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, go go check those out if yeah. you haven't.
0: So for someone like me, like I, I can hear the gospel very differently than other people. Like if someone just tries to share a story with me, I'm not going to be very impacted by that story necessarily being true in reality. Like, I need evidence to, like, change my belief in something. But, for instance, if I'm talking to someone um, in different Asian cultures, they're much more persuaded by, like, the story or, like, um, a story of a miracle or something profound that happened Mm -hmm. um, or God doing something or telling them a word or an act of power. Like, that's the thing that convinces them a lot of the time. Um, I'm not really super convinced by those things just because I'm so into, like, philosophy that – like I need that kind of a foundation for me to change my mind on something just because I actually I, like I think about um, what I believe a lot, does that make sense? Yeah, um, so that's just more what I need. So when I'm sharing the gospel, just my personality, that's what I also try to share um as much as I can. like why it makes sense? yeah, like yeah. why it would make sense to believe in this God, right? So if I have a long time with someone, I'll go through like a long kind of conversation of why I believe in God, why they should believe in God, kind of thing, right, and I'll start it out with something like. I believe in um, the God of the Bible, and I believe he's the only God that could exist if a God exists. I'll talk about how I think a God exists because um, – and I'll give like some, um, some evidence for that, like how um, irreducible complexity or – I don't even know what that means. Like how things can't
1: – Irreducible complexity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, a big term. <laughs> you can't make something
0: less complex and have it like go towards complexity right so like i couldn't like throw some dirt on the ground and have it become like a painting right so like so you can't like reduce the complexity of something and have it just form right Right, yeah um so like how we are like i don't believe that we could have just come from nothing right i believe that um if we exist it must have been from a god because we're complex beings um you sort of give the example of like you point at a building and you'll say like you think that building has an architect and the person will say yeah like it's obvious someone designed it It has design mm-hmm. it has complexity and they'll be like cool and you like point to the tree next to the building and you will say um this tree is obviously more complex than that building right there it's alive it feeds an ecosystem um and just like the the complexities of the biology of that tree um, is so far beyond like the dead building next to it why would i infer design Um, to that complex building and not for design to that tree that I can't build or recreate right next to it. Right? Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's sort of like the irreducible complexity model and there's a lot of other ones you can go into but i sort of give like a a baseline of why i believe in a god and then i'll talk about like why i believe in the god of the bible right and you can give a lot of different evidence for that Uh, but i usually like to talk about how okay we've already established a god exists i believe the god of the bible is the only god that can exist because of an intent of creation so i think this is one of the strongest arguments um for um the god of the bible existing and if you just have a single God, like say, um, uh, like in Islam, they have a single God. It's a very similar style to Christianity, right? Um, you, in, in their belief of who. And one God. Of yeah, one God, yeah. It's very similar. And no other
1: way is he similar to our God.
0: Yeah. So they just believe in one God. And I would say that one God has no desire to create ever. Because in just being God, you are completely sufficient in yourself. You don't need anything, like you are outside of time, you have all power, you have all knowledge, um, you have everything you could ever need or want, right? You, you don't need any of those things because you are God, you are infinite, right? So there's no reason for you to create to have slaves because you already have everything, right? There's no reason for you to create to experiment because you already know everything, right? There's no reason for you to create to have relationship or love because you're completely sufficient in yourself, Right? You don't have relationship or love because you are a singular being. You have no relation. Relation is just to relate to another being. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any of those things, you have no desire to actually create anything. So it doesn't stand that logically you would, as a God, create. So we shouldn't be here if that kind of a God exists. Right? There's no reason for us to have been seeded or planted right? or right. created. So I believe the God of the Bible is the God that exists because you still have to have that factor of a God is infinite, Right? has to be... I have
1: a question about the... Like, how come the Islamic God has no desire to create? Like, where do you draw that from?
0: For all the reasons that I just gave. Like, he has no... He has no relational So he has Why no not? reason. Because he's a single God. Like, if you are infinite... Well, and so you, is the Christian God. No, he's not. The Christian God is the Trinity. And the Trinity has a relation. Yeah, but
1: all three parts are just one God.
0: Yeah, but they have relation within themselves. Right? They love each other and they have relationship. And so that, our God has a relationship and has a reason to create because he has a relationship, whereas um, the God of Islam hmm. does not have a relationship within his own parts, so he cannot um, have that desire to want to create full relation, right? I
1: Interesting. We're just going to the philosophy of God right now, but I would just say yeah. I, don't, I
0: don't necessarily think that
1: um, God being one, like a, like the Islamic God where he's not three parts, he's just the one part. I don't think that would... Say he can't have the desire for a relationship. Why? He is self-sufficient, but self-like a want is not a need, right? And like God has obviously, a Christian God doesn't need relationship either. If if but he he's like I don't know. I think it's just you can't say you have an ultimate God and then put limiting factors on him in a way where
0: yeah you can. I mean, I guess you, have, like, you have to to understand him. God
1: can't lie in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Because he is the truth.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Just by the the bounds of philosophy and knowing the truth, which is the study of knowing truth. Um, you have to put bounds on things to define them, and so the God of Islam has to have the boundary of he has no relational part to his being, so he cannot create full relationship, right? Because he he in himself is totally self-sufficient. He has no reason to create full relationship because right. He's I think they would just say himself. like,
1: oh, but he can do that because he's God. He can do whatever he wants.
0: Oh, but uh, yeah, he could. But he doesn't need to. He doesn't, okay, so he yeah, doesn't need, need anything. Yeah. And he wouldn't want to either. He wouldn't need or want to. The only reason the God of the Bible, in my opinion, wants to create um, is because he is relational within his own being, right? You see the Father being um, passionate about the Son and his love for the Son. And you see that also with the Holy Spirit in the Bible. You see it all throughout the New Testament. Yeah, but there's an aspect of where he's still one God. Absolutely. Parts. Absolutely. I so, think
1: I, I, you just think way deeper than I do about it. I just think God just did what he wanted.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. well, there, there has to be parts to it, right? So, Absolutely. so God has a relationship within Himself. He is one God um, within three parts, three persons in the one God, a trinitarian God, and I believe that's the only model that can exist of God because there's no reason God wants to create besides um, to have a relationship. In my opinion, right? So, just moving past this because this is yeah. not what we're talking. Let's get about. back
1: onto like how to evangelize. Yeah.
0: Um, this is not really what we're talking about, so um, I'd say that, and I'd say that's why I believe the God of the Bible exists, and then I'd go into um, why we, like how we had a relationship with him, and then how that relationship was broken, and then why sin entered the world through that relationship being broken, um, and then how we need to be forgiven of sin to have a relationship again with God, and how God did that through Christ Jesus on the cross, and his death and resurrection, and, and, and then how that relationship was restored through Christ's death and resurrection— Um, And I'd talk about, like, now, what does it mean more to have a relationship with God and to walk with him further? And then I'd ask them if they want to accept Christ and stuff like that, right? Um, So that's just more how I would explain the gospel to someone. And that would take usually a long time because they would have a lot of questions and would be going through a lot of philosophy. But you can explain it as easily as, I used to be this way, and then um, I have a relationship with – I, like, encounter Jesus, and I have a relationship with him, and now this is what my life is, right? It would take maybe 30 seconds. You could say, I was addicted to drugs – And I was abusive to the people around me, and then uh, Christ found me, and I encountered Him, and I gave my life to Christ. And now I'm a loving person that doesn't like try to leech off of people, um, and I'm no longer addicted to drugs, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the shortest way you can give a testimony of who I was, how Christ saved me, and then who I am now, and then you can explain. Uh, more of like what well, the cross is and how that changed you, right? There's there's so many ways yeah. to to explain the gospel in short to like really uh, long answers.
1: Yeah, and I'd say one of the best things you can do in sharing the gospel is really to ask questions about the other person, mm. right? Like everyone loves talking about themselves. Yeah, like that's a proven fact. Mm. Unless I don't I don't really I've always like even the people who I think are the quietest or most shy and they don't really want to talk too mm-hmm. much. I just ask them about themselves and then they just start lighting up and they go in a lot of detail so you can ask a lot of people like hey what do you like do you think a god exists Mm -hmm. and then they might say yes and you say okay well what do you think that god would be like if that god exists and then they can answer that you can just keep asking them questions and if they say no i don't think a god exists you'd be like oh interesting why don't you think a god could exist yeah and then once you just continue to ask them questions and you're intentionally listening, like actually listening, and not just being like, oh, I can't wait till they slip up and I'm going to get them, like, but actually hear them out and like, hear what they're go- like, where they're coming from, because that's empathy, and empathy is really how you mm-hmm. get and reach people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just listen to them and ask them questions, and once you come mm-hmm. across something that you don't really understand, then you can ask a question. Like, um, I yeah. think I shared this before, but I don't remember, but I was talking to some Mormons one time, and I was like, hey guys, I have some serious questions about your faith i don't know i don't know many mormons mm-hmm. i had friends who were mormons in high school but i didn't actually i wasn't like deep into my faith so we didn't get deep into it and so i was like can you answer some questions for me and they're like yeah sure and they sat down at the table i was at and we just started having conversation and I, they started i asked like hey what i've heard that you guys think that jesus and god are brothers mm-hmm. or jesus and satan are brothers and they're like yeah we do and i was like okay can you explain that to me because that's mm-hmm. not what i read when i see the bible right and they're like, sure. And they went through it, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I didn't understand something, so I said, you said this. Can you explain this then? And they're like, yeah, sure. And they were super excited to share. And I wasn't like just asking these things to trick them. I was asking because I was like, I don't know anything. Genuinely about...
0: curious. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. know anything about Latter Day Saints. Believe.
1: I want to know. Right. And so then once I got to a point, I kind of asked them like, oh, do you think God is just and is like He's a just God and He's a loving God? And they're like, yeah. And then I said, well, from what the information you just gave me and you saying that you believe this. Those two things don't line up. Basically they said like they think that everyone's brothers like Satan, Jesus, all of humanity are all in one family right. and we all existed in heaven before and then we got sent to earth to see if we could be good enough right. to come back. And that's we're basically from their information. Or we can be gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very and, interesting. And so I asked them, I was like, Well how do you think God is just and loving? And they're like, Of course. I was like, Okay, so in order to be in heaven, you have to be sinless, right? And they mm-hmm. said, Yes. And I said, Okay. So you're telling me that we were sinless and in heaven and God sent us to earth. Just to hope that we would become, we would be good enough to come back. Mm-hmm. And that to me doesn't seem loving or just yeah, because we were, if we were innocent, we have no reason to come to earth and then fall into sin and then not be allowed back in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, that just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it was a good talking point, And then they didn't want to have the conversation after that because they didn't really have yeah. too much an answer, unfortunately. But like in that, I wasn't asking like, oh, I'm going to trap them. I was just like, I have no idea mm-hmm. what they think. Or what they believe, so I'm going to ask them until I find some place to have common ground. Right. So asking other people questions is really good. Just be their friend and listen, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Yeah. People always love to listen. Or not listen. People always mm-hmm. love to talk. And if you, Man, one of the most intimidating things about evangelism is, um, like, knowing what to say and having all of that pressure on, like, what do I say? Like, what if I say the wrong thing? And all of those kinds of things. Um, if you just want to listen it's so easy to get into um, places where people want to share with you and you can share with them where you just ask them a question you be you can be like you, you don't have any like preconceived script or anything i could just walk up to ethan if i didn't know him or if we're friends he doesn't believe what i believe and i could say hey like i've been really thinking about like what hey I believe you're wrong lately. <laughs> i've been thinking about what i believe lately like what do you believe and then they can be like, "Are you sure? Like, you want to talk about that?" I don't and it's know like, what yeah. I "Want to talk about that?" I'd be like, "Yeah." I, I sincerely, like, I'm trying to figure out like what I believe completely. Like, I want to know what you believe. You know what I mean? I love to be challenged by like what you believe. And then they can share what they believe with you, whether they're Hindu, agnostic, atheist, whatever they are. They can share their beliefs with you, and then you can share your beliefs with them. And because you were open and you were honest, and you weren't trying to like hide your agenda from them, they're they're so open to hear what you have to say, and to also share with you very openly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The people love talking about themselves and. If you show them that you value them, they're going to open up. Yeah. And you can show people you value them when you just meet them or if you've known them for so many years. Right. Um, Also, the most, most important thing is you have to act out of love. You know, you can't be evangelizing to think, I'm going to find some idiot who believes something super stupid and then bash them. Wreck them. that's not not going to go well for you and it's just not going to be edifying. Uh, Paul talks about in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians... So love chapter, everyone know, love is this, love is that, love mm-hmm. is this, whatever. And then he ends with, um, if I have not love, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Not, he, he, he says he has nothing as well, but then he says, I am nothing. Right. Like your essence and your being without love is really not really much to go off of. Yeah. Because God is love, and if we're Christians, servants of God, and we're supposed to share him with the world, we're supposed to share love. So you can't really share love if you're not being loving. It doesn't right. have to be like a weird like emotional like I love you so much. It's, right. But it's just a genuine care for the individual and wanting to see them encounter God in a way mm-hmm. that's transformative and real. Mm-hmm. And once you have that passion and that desire, you, when you say things it'll be it'll they'll be able to tell that you care. You know, they'll right. be able to see that you're being empathetic and they'll be probably more likely to relate to you. And I would also say don't give yourself the pressure that you think you need to see salvations all the time. Yeah. You know, the Bible's only We're only instructed as Christians to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to to save the individual. That's God's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And all you are is the messenger boy, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we could share forever about different methods on how to share the gospel, what is the gospel, right? Um, It's really up to you, though, to decide, like, in the bounds of... Um, what Christ did and why we need a Savior. It's in. It's up to you on what you want to share. Whether it's a testimony, um, or it's the exact gospel, or it's a long form philosophy, like philosophizing about like why God came and all those kind of things. Right. It's your choice, and you have to style it to the person you're talking to and what they need to hear as well. Um, you can ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what to say and to guide you as you talk to the person. Um, but we can kind of move on into like how to make it not scary, right? Yeah. And I think one of the main ways to make sharing the gospel not a scary thing and like how to evangelize like not a scary thing is just by doing it a lot you know what I mean like yeah. with anything that's scary like like skateboarding and if like you're at the top of the ramp and you're gonna drop in and you've never dropped in before and you're like I can't do this like I don't know <laughs> or like jumping off of like a like a 20-foot cliff like into water you're like so scared you're like you're on the edge and like you're hesitating you don't know if you want to go it's the same way with like sharing your faith with someone it can be really scary oh, yeah. um for a lot of people Mm-hmm. Um, especially like confronting something that deep in somebody. And one of the only ways to get rid of that feeling is by doing it right. Yeah, you got to jump head first. Yeah. Once you jump off of that cliff, you, when you go back up that cliff again, you're like, oh, I can do this. Like I've been through this before. Mm-hmm. It could still be intimidating, like the height. You can still kind of feel that in your chest. But you have the experience of knowing I've done this before. It went well. I had a good time. And I can do it again. You yeah. know what I mean? And evangelism is the same way. Sharing the gospel is the same thing. Right. Once you take that plunge, it can be scary again the next time approaching someone. But every time you do it, it gets repeatedly easier and easier and yeah. easier. Yeah.
1: And also pray before you go out. Mm-hmm. Pray that you would be um, used by God, obviously, and then pray that God would lead you to certain people, and then also that your words would reflect accurately who God is. You know. Yeah. You want to always pray and make sure what you're doing is clothed in prayer. And when I say make sure you pray that God would lead you to the right people, that's not saying only go up to people you feel led to go up to. I think mm-hmm. people are like. Like, oh, how many people do you share with? Like, we run schools here and we talk to students. And it's like, oh, how, who'd you share with? Like, oh, really? Like, no, but I didn't no. feel led this evening to really share with anyone. So I just, like, prayed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay, well, that doesn't – you have the, – the Bible says go make disciples. It says right. go preach the gospel. Right. So there's your leading. Go yeah. to whoever, just anyone you see. The idea of being led to certain people just means that – you're, say you're going to like, I'm going to talk to 30 people hmm. and you pray, God, lead me to, to the right people. Maybe three of those 30 people really get it. Yeah. That could be God's leading, but don't just not do it because you don't
0: feel a leading, whatever that looks like. Right. I felt the same way out of fear. Um, you want to really, when you're asking the Holy Spirit to guide you in what you're doing, he's there to help you know what to say to that person. But the fact is everybody needs to hear the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. There's not one person because they're intimidating and they're like, they're not the person you usually talk to you don't share the gospel with because they're intimidating. That's the fear of man. That's not you, like, hearing from the Holy Spirit and him telling you, like, you shouldn't talk to that person, right? Like, that's not not where you're getting. Absolutely.
1: And going into that idea of, like, fear of man or someone being intimidating, right? I remember in my SOME, I got done, like, five minutes early. SOME is a school here at YWAM about evangelism, school of missions and evangelism. Mm -hmm. I remember I got done with, uh, we're meeting at whatever time, let's say 3 o'clock, and I got there like, 250 and saw some of my classmates standing around, so I jokingly was like, You guys got 10 minutes, why don't you go talk to someone about Jesus? Wasting your time, yeah. yeah. And my staff was like, All right, Ethan, let's go. And I was like, I just got here, I'm no, they've been standing here for five minutes, <laughs> I get to now, they got 15 minutes, now it's my 10 minutes, all right. And then I was like, All right, Ethan, like boss up. So I thought, I was like, All right, let's go, who do you want boss to go to? Up. And so then my staff was like, Let's go with those people over there, mm-hmm. and they were like these. And I was like twenty-one, I think, but these are like some beefy football players, like six something, yeah, very big boys, and I was yeah. like big boys. T- I was talking about intimidating. I was like, ah. but then my staff who was asking me to go was this like bl- little blonde girl from Canada, and I was, she's <laughs> not little, but she's yeah, a sweet blonde girl, and she's just like, let's go, and I was like, she's if she's not gonna back down, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be showed up by her right now. So my pride was like, all right, we're going. (laughs) We're (laughs) going. I was like, we're intimidated, but we're going. (laughs) And so I was a student, so she decided to take the reins on this one. But she's like, uh, she said, she walked up, she's like, hey, like, if you guys could have anything in the world, what would you ask for? And this guy goes, so I'd ask for my shoulder and back pain to be gone. And I was like, wow, that's not big. You just trapped yourself. That's what I felt to myself. <laughs> and so we started talking. And I was like, you know, interesting enough, you said that you wish your back pain and shoulder pain would be gone. And I was like, just being very real with you, we're Christians and we're out here um, talking to people about right. our belief today. And yeah. we know we believe God created everything. We believe God heals. Can we pray for you to see, to see if God wants to heal you? And he's like, sure, go for it. He's like, I don't care, whatever. Right. And he's atheist at this point. He's like agnostic or whatever. Didn't really yeah. have much of a foundation or a desire to have a foundation. And I was like, okay, cool, we can do that. But scripture says that the preaching of the gospel or the miracles will accompany the preaching of the gospel so can we tell you the gospel which is the basic christian message and mm. then pray for you and he's like okay go for it And i was like awesome thanks so we tell him the whole gospel and we're like hey do you want to accept this Do i to say it do I like give your life to jesus and i was like just so you know this is not like a, a golden ticket to heaven like this is requiring a life change right and he's like yeah sure i'll do it and i was like wow oh okay I don't know why I'm surprised that you know preaching sure the gospel yeah. works but I'm like all right let's do this. so we prayed for him and I was like well let's pray for your pain to go away too and he's like all right so we prayed for him and then his shoulder pain left and I was like how do you feel he's like well when he got when he like prayed the prayer of salvation he looked up and he's like whoa and I was like what's up dude and he's like I feel lighter wow. and I was like well that's called the Holy Spirit which we can get into <laughs> but God that's basically- the way to send me and take off your shoulders <laughs> <children>, young man oh <laughs> uh, yeah I was like that's that's like God changing you and that's like his spirit coming into you is what yeah. they call that. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, let's pray for your shoulder. He's like, okay, cool. So we prayed for it. And he's like, whoa. I was like, what? And he's like, my shoulder pain's gone. I was oh. like, well, how's your foot? And he's like, it oh, still hurts a little bit. And I was like, do you want to pray for that? He's like, no, it's okay. I'm like <laughs> I just, he's like, this is insane. And I was like, well, we can pray for your shoulder pain to be gone too. And he's like, no, it's fine, dude. Like, this is insane. And I was oh, like, down. Okay, like if you don't want your shoulder pain gone, yeah, (laughs) or your I mean your ankle pain, but it was amazing. I was like so intimidated right before I went, and Mm -hmm. I was like, no way, that's not. I don't want to do this. And then once we just walked it, walked through it, and I had my staff with me there as well. The dude gave his life to Jesus and got healed. Yeah, and I saw his and the friend that was with him was actually um Islam, Islamic right there. Like his Muslim friend was right there, and it was so we started talking up with him a bit, and I saw his friend like last year when I was in. Whoa. i was walking around the uh and i saw him i was like hey you're max's friend and he's like what and i was like i just met you guys like years ago remember we prayed for him he's like oh yeah and then we just to, like talk wow. a little bit crazy and then i saw him like three i saw him like three times in a month it was weird
0: yeah so that would be like a practical application of like street evangelism right yeah yeah so there's lots of other examples as well of evangelism that you can do. Um, like, for ex- for example, I have lots of friends that I've sh- been able to share the gospel with, and it just comes up in natural conversation. It can even be as blunt as you're just sitting there not talking about anything. It was an awkward silence. And and then you
1: say, why do you hate God? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, you can do that. Don't do that. Depending on, don't do Depending that. on what kind of friend you have. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> no, don't do that. But there's lots of ways to segue into the gospel, right? Like, almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like a bad situation that's happening in that person's life or even a good thing that's happening, or you can just go straight into like no one's saying anything and you're like, why do you guys think we're here? And start talking about like the existence of humanity. Mm -hmm. There's lots of ways to segue into the gospel with your friends. Um, same with people online. There's a lot of people online that are willing to express themselves much more freely because there's a medium of I'm not very close to you, right. Right? you're not face-to-face with me, so I can express myself and what I really feel on here. Um, so a lot of people will actually be willing to talk about like why they exist or why they think they exist or what they believe online when they're not like willing to do it in person as well. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. great medium.
1: Yeah, for street evangelism, if you want a fun game, well, I gave you two fun games my friends and I played. We think mm-hmm. they're fun. Um, one of them is we would... The rule is you can't back down and say no. So then mm-hmm. if me and Derry were going out, I'd see whoever I want him to go talk to. I'm like, all right, Derry, you get that person. And then he'd be like, all right, Ethan, you get that person. And no matter how intimidating they look, we can't say no. Yeah. yeah. And so we just got to go talk to them. We're like, okay. And there's no consequence, obviously. But it's just like, these are the rules, man. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that we would, as a joke, we'd always pick the most like intimidating people we could find. Yeah. Just to, But it helped us get over our fear of, of, yeah, absolutely. of uh, confrontation or whatnot. In that, in fear of mad, because it'd be like, oh, I can't, like, this guy looks like he's gonna be mad right. whenever I'll do it. Or right. another one is if you, can, if you can try to find the weirdest segues, like maybe you're walking through a college campus in the food court and you mm. see someone eating some bread, you're like, oh, you like bread. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the bread of bread life? They're <laughs> so like, what? It's like, oh, let me tell crazy. you. Let me, let me tell you about this. Yeah. Thing.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, we've got lots of stories of, of both rejection and acceptance. Um, and everything in between, right? Like we've been mm-hmm. doing evangelism a long time um, and we've seen seen it all. Or well, not all, but like we a, a seen lot of all. things. <laughs> we've seen a lot of things happen. Yeah. Um, and we've heard a lot of other like crazy stories. I would say most of the time, you can't be discouraged by people rejecting um, the faith, right? There's lots of Bible verses about that. Right? You're there as a messenger of what Christ did, and people have the free will to reject the message that you have. And just because someone rejected it, doesn't mean that you shouldn't still believe it, or you should feel rejected because like someone decided yeah. not to believe it. Yeah, don't
1: right? feel bad if people don't receive it when you preach it. You know, Jesus Himself came and they killed Him, mm-hmm. right? So if Jesus, who's God, came to Earth and people rejected Him. It yeah. stands to reason, and it's biblical that they're going to reject his people as well, and yeah. that's just something that you got to accept in life. Like, hey, look, I'm a Christian. People are not going to receive this message because humanity is evil at heart. You know, right. they don't want this, and this is a this is offensive in nature. because because they're telling someone you're bad, change your life. Is the basics yeah. of the guy It's like the, the bare like stripped down to the bare roots of the gospel is you're bad, God's good, turn to follow God, mm. right? Mm. And it's offensive. People don't like being told that. And so it's going to offend people. Yeah. But it's better to maybe offend someone and push them closer to heaven than have them comfortably go to hell.
0: Right, right. So just for some stories of, like, rejection and acceptance um, and the stuff in between. One time I was in Fresno um, evangelizing just, like, out in the street with my friend. And we went up to these three guys who were around our age. They were sitting at a five guys waiting for their food outside. And we started talking to them. And one of them was, like – like a christian didn't really care right like a very mediocre christian and the other one was agnostic just meaning he he believes there's a god he doesn't really care though and the other one was like an avid atheist right yeah and so we started talking to them and the atheist guy was like you can tell me like the gospel and all this kind of stuff and explain to me why you believe in god but no matter what you say i'm not going to believe in him right just at the beginning mm-hmm. and but the other two were like open to listen as well and so we were like okay interesting and so not 10 minutes go by and i get this atheist dude to admit that god is real and he is the god of the bible um and that he loves him and wants him to forgive him of his sins right mm-hmm. get him to admit all of that and he says okay yeah, i believe all of that all of those things and i was like cool dude like do you want to give your life to god so you can have a relationship with him and he's like no not really i kind of just want to like, continue to party and like when I'm done partying and sinning and, like, I'm done with that kind of life because I'm young, like, maybe when I'm 60 or, like, 45 or something like that, I'll give my life to the Lord. And I was like, bro, you could walk out this door right now and you get hit by a car and die. Like, there's tons of people who die every day, like, before they're supposed to. And he's like, yeah, I know. But, like, the chances are low and I'd rather just continue to live my life how I'm living it now. And so that's, like, that's a response you can have. That guy's being honest. Like, he knows what he wants. He's not lying to himself. Um... A lot of people lie to themselves and just become Christians and continue to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? This guy is being more intellectually honest and saying, yeah. I do believe that that God exists, but I want to keep doing what I want to do. And that's the state of a lot of humanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't
1: you don't got to like it, but you got to respect it.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, exactly.
1: I remember in Greece I had a similar encounter, and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I have no idea. Um, but I met this guy, and I was like – he was uh, somewhere in Europe, and he was doing some – doc like – uh, what's it called? Doctors Without Borders. Mm. He was doing Doctors Without Borders, and I was talking to him because I thought, oh, he's probably a good moral person. He seems to be spending his free time traveling mm. the world, helping people. Yeah. And I started talking to him, and he's like, Ethan. He's like, Ethan, listen. And we got like a first name basis. we were like really good. Like we were just really good chemistry. We we're just like talking about on the yeah. same wavelength and Have so fun. yeah. And he's like, Ethan, listen. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I am. He's like, I'm the most immoral person you'll meet. And I was like, No, that's not true, dude. You're in Doctors Without Borders. He's like, No, no, no. I don't care about these people. He's like, I promise this is just to help my resume and make me look good so I can get a good job and more money. He's like, I don't care about these people. And I was like, really? I was like, there's no way he's being honest. And he's like, yes. He's like, I told you I'm the most immoral person that I know. And I was like, huh. huh. So like, where? what do you think about, uh, sorry, so I thought, okay, if he thinks it's immoral, let's mm. ask him moral questions. Let's ask him about, is it right to murder babies? Is it right to me stab you in the neck if I huh. wanted to? And like. Just to, I was just trying to push all the extremes to see how far he would go in this right. saying he's immoral we got to the point where I was like so I was like if I just stabbed you right now is that okay and he's like if it helps you in your purpose then it's good and he's like but for me it's bad but for you it would be good like the subjective truth thing mm-hmm. and earlier he that like, Ethan nothing matters in life except for you do good and so I was like I was like so if I like killed you or like your friends is that good and he's like if it helps you in your mission or your purpose then it's good. I was like, no, no, there is no purpose because you said nothing matters. And I, I told him, I was like, you just said nothing matters, so there is no purpose. You have no purpose by your own logic. Right. And he's like, no, he's like, it's he's like, nothing matters, but that's why it's okay. And it was like just this nihilistic, nihilistic thing. Right. Um, nihilistic. In the very end, I was like, do you think Hitler was good in what he did? Like Hitler murdered millions of people. Do you think mm-hmm. that's a good thing? And he's like, if Hitler's mission and purpose in life that he thought it was to destroy the Jews, then he did a good job. Yeah, And I was like, oh, you think he's a he, he did good? He's like, I don't think it's good. But I think that he did good if he thought that was his mission. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess like yeah, you are immoral. I, th- I think I said that to him. I was like, yeah, dude, that's, but that's something. He's like, I told you, I'm the most immoral person. And he's like, I tell, he's like, I remember someone, he's a rock star one time said, if you want the climate, go to heaven. But if you want the company, go to hell. And I like to have fun. Interesting. And so I said, well, dude not gonna have fun in hell but yeah i guess have a good day because he
0: was the conversation was going nowhere so we were kind of wrapping up right so you can get so many different kinds of replies from people um those are like two very long conversations that we share that you can have with people Um, but we've also been evangelizing together and Mm -hmm. we ran into this guy one time in fresno and we were just like hey can we share like god with you like do you want to talk about spirituality and he was like yeah and we just share the gospel with him and he's like yeah, but I want to believe that. And we're like, "Well, do you want to get saved?" He's like, "Yeah, I do." Yep. And, he was really and eager. he's like, "Okay, let's pray." And we're like, "Yep." <laughs> and so he prayed. And like in the in the, peri- the period of like five to like seven minutes, like the dude heard the gospel, like gave his life to the Lord, found a church, and left. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just like it was that fast. He just wanted to hear. It, he was ready to hear, and he was ready to accept it. <laughs> and then he left. And I remember, like, we looked at each other, like,
1: "Nice." <laughs> Did that just happen? In, like five <laughs> minutes? Is that, is that? It was maybe like ten, but I was right. like shocked was a good time. That was a yeah, it's pretty
0: crazy. So you can have a wide variety of things happen to you, right? Um, but I would say like the, the application or the thing you can take from this episode and apply to your life is just the advice of one, have down what you believe and what you want to say, right? Know exactly what the gospel is. You can write it out to yourself and memorize it. You can tell it to yourself over and over. You can read the gospels. Um, but like Mm -hmm. just have out in a form this is the core of what I believe and if someone asks me or if I feel I need to share this is what I need to share and then get those reps in of sharing right whether it's like you and a friend that both want to learn how to share the gospel just doing it to each other and like one of you pretends to be the one who doesn't know and the other one like is the one who's going to share and you take turns or if it's going out and sharing with a family member or someone you know you're supposed to share with or someone who needs to hear which is everybody or if it's just going out to your local mall or a parking lot somewhere and just asking someone if they have time to talk with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or are you sharing with your dentist because they can't leave? You know what I mean? Higher <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So yeah, the most important thing is to know what you want to say. Just really simply. You don't have to know a lot. Just the simple gospel. Very quick. Very fast. The basis of what you believe. And getting those repeated reps in of sharing that gospel with someone that's yeah. like the most specific application you can get is just sharing those reps and knowing you believe and it's yeah. two simple steps repetition I mean?
1: yeah it's uh knowing what the bible says about what the gospel is mm-hmm. and it's practicing i know one guy who was like super nervous about it and this is one the guy who helped me become good at it and so when mm-hmm. i met him he was really good at it but when he first started he was like i don't like this at all i'm not comfortable and he would go to the mirror And he'd like write down the gospel in his like a sticky note or whatever, have it on sticky note. And he would just look at himself in the mirror and practice every day, multiple times a day until he was like feeling comfortable at it. Works well. And now he's like the guy who helped me become super good at it. I guess not super good, good enough at it, comfortable in it. Yeah. And now I get to help other people become, become, become comfortable in it. Yeah. You know? So it just takes a lot of repetition, getting out there. Don't be discouraged if people don't receive it. Don't even be surprised if people don't receive it. Right. But just do it from a place of love and empathy and and wanting to see them saved. Right. Nice. All right. That's
0: all I got to say on the subject. Well, that's a wrap. Heck yeah.
1: Tell them where they can find us.
0: Go find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. We have Patreon. We have Anchor. Um, We're going to be on TikTok in the near future. Maybe we already will by this time. I'm not sure. Um, but we're getting on TikTok, we're gonna post clips and stuff like that. So we're everywhere. Go follow us. I would say Instagram's our most popular platform. We've got like 1,400 followers on there around. Yeah. Um, right. We have great conversations every day, do a lot of stories, put a lot of polls out, have a lot of interesting discussions. Um, a lot to learn, um, a lot to be had. We're excited for the future. Uh, if you wanna support us, again, we have Patreon and on Anchor, you can support us. Um, People are coming to know the Lord, and it's so awesome to see Yeah, You're part of a movement. If you have, if this touched you in any way, or you learned anything, please reach out and let us know how. We love to hear your testimonies. Um, And maybe if you share this with someone and it touched their lives, we'd love to hear about it too. So we love you guys. You're awesome. You're amazing fans. Um, Hope you learned something, and we love you. Adios.